All right, welcome back. It's the Fully Live Athlete Pastor Channel. Justin again. It is still cold. It's January 2, but it is still cold. All right, so let's look at it. Hopefully over this year, if I do a video every day, which is my hope, that you can see me. Uh, you can see uh, how the guy works in me. The Lord works in me over this time. You can see me age. We'll see what it looks like. Uh, hopefully, I, I actually bet I'll be wearing another another one of these sock hats in uh, December 31st, you know, hopefully, because uh, that's the way the seasons go. We got winter, spring, summer, fall, fall <laughs> spring, spring, summer, fall, winter again every year because God brings these regular seasons uh, as we see. We'll see that in Genesis 9. Okay, so as you get to Genesis 4, uh, we've seen the fall of man, and uh, there's that, been that promise we mentioned yesterday about a redeemer to come from the seed of the woman, right? Well, Good news! We got a son born, and in Genesis four, it looks like oh, this oh, God's already going to bring about redemption. Here comes a man. It says in Genesis four, she names him Cain because I've gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And there's this expectation, there's hopefulness for her. She trusts God's promises, and she thinks, well, surely this is going to be the one to crush that adversary. She hates Satan. I mean, they're living a situation has desperately changed since. Day one, or day six for them, but day one for them, they're born on the sixth day. Well, uh, they're cast out of the garden. Well, they don't just have one one son, they have two. Maybe more. Cain and Abel. And there gets this sibling rivalry. There's enmity, as as Genesis 2.15 says, between the sea of the woman and sea of the, uh, of the, of the serpent. Well, Cain gets jealous. Uh, God tells him, you know, in, in 4.7... Uh, if you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do not do well, sin's crouching at your door. It's desire for you, but you must rule over it. And that's true for all of us today. If we do well, we'll be accepted. But sin's crouching at the door, wants to master us, wants to devour us. Well, what does Cain do? He doesn't ask for God's help. He doesn't cry out to him. He doesn't repent. He doesn't do well, and he gets jealous, and he murders his brother. And so you see death. Uh, comes along. They had never seen anything like this, but just as if, uh, just as they uh, were predicted to have here, uh, things are getting really bad. Uh, as as work was cursed in Genesis three, uh, it's going to be by the by the sweat of your brow and thorns that you uh, you know work the ground, and women are going to endure pain and childbearing. These are representative uh, curses of all creation. Creation's hard, and it's going to involve enmity between these two seeds and just because you're born of some somebody doesn't mean that you're uh, uh, you know truly a spiritual descendant of God uh, you are uh, could be a child of the devil you know and that's that's what we see here is the first son born of Adam and Eve is a is a murderer he's cursed and he brings about curses upon the family we see death continues to reign, and Lamech, and at the end of four, becomes this really vile murderer and polygamist. Uh, and then in five, you see this long genealogy that gets us from Adam down to Noah, who's going to be the next highlighted uh, uh, here uh, figure in Genesis. Uh, but you see uh, this recurring uh, phrase throughout all of these verses. There's 32 verses in Genesis five, and it says. You see the words, and he died, and he died, and he died, and he died, over and over again. And that is our inevitable reality in sin, is we die. It may be through natural causes, it may be through murder, but you see the corruption on earth just keeps getting worse. In Genesis 6, 
And we could go into a lot of questions on Genesis 6. This is one, when I first started reading the Bible, Genesis 6 is one of those, those chapters that really sort of plagued me with the questions. You hear about these Nephilim in 6.4. And I look at it, and I think, and I've, I've actually come to a view on that. I won't share it here. Actually, you can ask me about it if you want to know, and I'd be happy to either write a response or do a video about that issue. Um, I've, I've, I've got some good thoughts on that one, but... But the big, the big, uh, big important uh, point to to get out of six is that evil was in the hearts of man continually, all of his thoughts, and so the Lord intended, as he's grieved in his heart, it says there in, in verse six, uh, is that the Lord would blot out man. He's going to bring about a cataclysmic flood, and so he commissions Noah to make this ark or a boat, and you're talking about an ark. Or a boat being built in the desert, who where they'd never seen rain before. So as you're thinking about Noah, this is a man who exercised extreme trust in God to to go about and do this job, and probably was utterly mocked. But the the chapter ends with verse 22, and Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him to do, and that is inspiring to me because God calls us to do things that seem to be very. Uh, absurd in the world's eyes you know it's almost as absurd as building a an ark and so on day two think about your calling your calling to go out and have dominion as we talked about yesterday that was adam's calling that's still our calling it's frustrating but we're called to have dominion and we're called to share the gospel and so think about that that sounds very uh, daunting doesn't it uh, but we can trust that god has people in every nation every tribe every tongue and he has people right where you are. And you can believe that he will bring that about. That's what keeps me going every day is that the number is fixed. God will bring about every one of them uh, and none will be lost. And that's why we keep reading and studying him so we can know him and know his grace and share it every day of our lives and be excellent in our callings and lead others to know the gospel. So with that said, let's move out of this old and and uh, uh, ancient book, Genesis 6, and, and with all the death that, that occurs, and then let's get some hope. Let's look at Je Matthew 2. Oh, here comes Jesus. Okay, so Jesus is born in chapter 2 of Matthew, as we read that gospel, and the wise men are searching for him. Oh, but more murder. Herod is trying to kill Jesus. Uh, Jesus is a king, as we mentioned last time, day one, but he rivals the king, and Herod wants to kill Jesus. He wants to have him. He wants to seek out and kill not only Jesus but any of the Hebrew children. You see, you're going to see that theme in Exodus as well when we get there. But uh, you know, these these rulers can't can't uh, tolerate any kind of um, uh, rivals to their power, and so they seek to squelch any power, and that's what. Uh, we saw Cain do in Genesis 4, and we see here that uh, uh, as, as that, that this, this killing actually fulfilled the weeping prophet Jeremiah, his words when it says in verse 18, a voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud, weeping and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. Uh, there's murder, murder and lamenting. And, and, and you see that this is going to be a common theme throughout uh, scripture is the New Testament fulfills the old. 
that this is not some new event, but this has been the promise from Genesis 3.15, the covenant of grace being fulfilled in time and space and history through Jesus. It's going to bring a, it's going to, it's going to be a long journey, but in the fullness of time, Jesus will be born and he will bring about redemption for his people. So your calling is to trust in him, do good, <laughs> do, do all that God commands you to do and trust him, obey him, follow him, and it will go well with you. Ultimately, you have nothing to fear. Um, but if you're a sinner and you have not confessed your sins, it will not go well with you. If you haven't trusted in Jesus as your Lord, it will not go well with you. You should turn from those sins and follow Jesus. This is good news. Uh, it, it costs you nothing, but it costs Jesus everything. Turn from your old way. Turn to Christ. This is the gospel that you can be a part of this king's kingdom. Now, he's just a baby in this chapter. He's brought uh, to Nazareth, and he's going to grow up in Nazareth, we're going to see there. And he shall be called a Nazarene. That's the end of the chapter in verse 23 as you read it. So I hope you've enjoyed this overview of Genesis 4 through 6 and Matthew 2, day 2 of reading the Bible in a year. It's an online Bible reading club. We want to establish it. So share this video, like it, comment, subscribe. Please uh, turn on the notifications so you can get day 3 and the following days uh, de delivered directly to you and notified when they come out. I hope you hope you join it. My goal and my, my resolution, my aspiration this year, my plan is to get people reading the Bible and myself reading the Bible. So again, go in peace. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.